Welcome to a Healing Peace podcast. We strive to create a place where women can come together to talk, grow, be refreshed, and renewed as we navigate life's hurdles. Inside this podcast series, we discuss shaping our identity, where we provide tools for conquering life's waves. Let's dive in. Nice to have you back. I hope you've been enjoying this segment. As previously indicated, we take time to recap our previous episodes. We want to support you as you process all the great information that you heard. I hope that you've been working through your assignments. By doing so, you continue to mature and grow during your healing journey. Let's get started on today's recap. In 1 Corinthians 9, Paul discusses running a race to win the prize that is heavenbound. He tells us to run in a way to make sure that we receive the crown. Have you ever asked yourself, how can I run this race called life? What can I do to finish it? Sometimes I don't feel like I can finish it. Or are you the type that turns your head and gets off path? Are you losing sight of the race and going on a different path? Now, before I share my experience in this area, I'm gonna request that you do not judge me. I know we heard this statement plenty of times, and you may also have said it yourself to someone else. Also, what I'm about to share may sound super religious. However, I'm sticking to the truth of my statements. Here it goes. It is ridiculously easy for me to veer off path when I am watching a lot of TV especially American TV. Now, as I made that statement, you're probably like, what in the world? That's your story? Like I said, this is my story, and I'm sticking to it. But I'm going to break it down a little bit more. Like, what happens when all I'm doing is watching TV? Now, at first, it seems so innocent. Yes, it does. Because who doesn't need time to unwind and think about other things besides my own life? We all need those moments. Unfortunately, what happens for me is I watch TV that's not necessarily good, wholesome, or even represent godly principles. Now, as I say this, I'm thinking, well, it probably wouldn't be so bad if you just watched the Christian stations, uh, but I don't. And then don't let there be a series that they release all the episodes at once. What happens? I can't help myself. Well, I gotta know what's gonna happen next. I, well, I end up just binge watching. Just watch, 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 watch. I lose track of time. I stay up later. 
I then become exhausted, which means that I'm no longer able to think clearly. While I'm fixated on TV, the fact of the matter is I'm infusing myself with ungodly principles. I'm also not praying as much. I'm not listening to Christian music or messages to spur my spirit on the innards in me. And then you add exhaustion from staying up all late and not having physical strength to say no to ungodliness. The outcome of that is I end up stop talking to people. I don't even actually want to be around them. They kind of they start getting to my nerves. And lo and behold, after all this, what seemed to be innocent, simple, I end up being in the place that I don't want to be. And I flat out just start doing some dumb stuff. I revert to my flesh for comfort. Yes, it's sad that my downward spiral all begins with watching TV. For you, you may have other things in your life that seem harmless. It seem harmless, but it just, just trips you up. That's the reality, it just trips you up. Unfortunately, these items in our lives keeps our mind set on the flesh. Paul states in Romans 8, 7, that the mind set on the flesh is hostile toward God because it does not submit itself to God's will. But luckily, when we set our minds on the spirit, we have life and peace. Therefore, when I pursue Philippians 3.14, that states press toward the prize of an upward call, I go back to allowing the spirit to guide and lead my life. I say yes to the spirit and put to death the deeds of the body. Here's the catch. Putting to death the deeds of the body is a continual action. I have to continually make choices that will keep me on a path that's heaven bound. How do we establish good behavior that heals? By staying in the race, remaining on the path that leads us to Christ. And by saying yes to the spirit while putting to death the deeds of the body. As you listen to the recap of overcoming bad habits, Think through how following Paul's three steps will keep you on the path to establish healthy habits and to overcome darkness. Do not be afraid. You might actually want to write it down and create a plan. Lastly, as you listen to the helpful tools to turn bad habits into healthy habits, Come up with your own plan to use the SMART objectives. After getting your plan together, pray through it. 
ask God and the spirit for strength to create good behavior that heals. Having these tangible objectives will keep you staying in the race and making sure that you do not turn your head, which takes you off the path. If you make a mistake or fall short, do not beat yourself up. I said again, don't beat yourself up. Instead, get back up and start again. Remember that every small step is a step in the right direction. Highlight. What is Paul's list for overcoming bad habits and sins? First, we need a mind change. And how do we have this mind change? By focusing on God and his will. Second, change our company. Change the people we're hanging around with. Third, expose them as bad habits and sinful behavior. So let's go back. Remember I said I'm going to go back to my story? Okay, let's go back to my story about me giving my gift to my friend. I was looking hard for the gift, and she knew I was looking, and she politely told me, uh, come here, well, you know, the flower is kind of rotted, so I had to throw the gift away. <laughs> I was devastated. <laughs> you mean all of my hard work was tossed out in the garbage? And this is similar when we live in darkness. Our deeds are dead rotten. We may think, hey, we give God something good. At least I showed up. You know, I've heard that statement many times. I've also heard the statement, well, God knows my heart. And we make that statement, but we're still living in a manner that's completely against him. So I tell y'all this now. It's hard to say, but I'm going to tell you. Don't be fooled. God does not want our rotten gifts. Yes, he's gracious and merciful to the point that he allows us to keep trying to present him with a gift that does not rot. Like Paul, okay, like Paul, I'm going to end on a positive note. And he ends with a promise. He says, when we shed our dead deeds of living in darkness, then God will no longer be angry. Why is he angry? Because, A, we're giving him a rotten gift. And we're disregarding the gift that he gave us. He says, not only will God no longer be angry, but Christ will also shine upon you. It's in God's mercy that Christ shines upon us. When we expose our behavior, our sins, and our bad habits, God is no longer angry. And Christ is right beside us, shining his light so that we can continue to be in the light. What a great promise. What a great promise. What a great promise. And because of this great promise, let us not be afraid to overcome our bad habits. Let's just tackle them. Highlight. Come up with what I call S-M-A-R-T goals. S-M-A-R-T is SMART goals. And so the S stands for specific slash spiritual, measurable, 
is for the M. A stands for achievable. R stands for relevant. And T for time-based. So you want to come up with these SMART goals. And remember that Ephesians verse 5 says, walk as children of light. For the fruit of the light is found in all that is good, true, and right. And I believe that Kamir is going to have an article on her website that you can, you know, check out some more details on, on how to create SMART goals. Yes, please go to healingpeace.com. All right, thank you. Yes. So you talked about, you know, having the SMART objectives. Now, how does that help us with our thinking and understanding? Like, how do we redefine our normal behavior? And so the SMART objectives actually will help you with any goal because it makes you focus on, first of all, creating a goal that's relevant to your life, that's time sensitive, so you give yourself a time and date, it's real specific, and it may be spiritual. So it, this is something that therapists do all the time with, with every client or patient that they have. They work with them um, using SMART goals that are also measurable, let's not forget that M, um, in, in helping them to move forward in their lives. And so, and that's, you know, I'm just going to be honest, that's not always easy to do alone. <laughs> I agree. You, you know, we drop off the van wagon and we forget about it and, you know, we don't move forward. So, you know, when you're, when you're, when you're seeing a, a counselor, you know, that counselor is there to support you, you know, as you process and journey through your goals. So, um, so but, it, you know, how it affects our thinking and understanding and um, changing what we define as our normal behavior. And so if you're engaging, let's say, in negative self-talk, um, which will lead the way you think about things and how you perceive your experiences and circumstances, I say stop this, S-T-O-P, stop this. Use positive confirmations in your self-talk. For example, instead of saying, I can't do this, say to yourself, I can overcome this situation. I can overcome it with support. I can overcome it with prayer, with God's strength, but I can, God can make this possible for me. And so you might wanna write down some positive self-talk confirmations on a note card. I mean, I have them all over my house, you know, the first thing I see when I turn on my light is, is, is a confirmation on the mirror. Good morning. You are in good health. You feel great. <laughs> and so I start my morning out this way. And so this is something that you can do. Um, this is simple, but it's a real powerful way of, of moving forward. Well, I appreciate what you shared. And and something that you shared a little bit earlier too, you talked about, you know, sometimes kind of falling off the bandwagon a little bit. And uh, and as you say that, it, it reminded me of coping, you know, like I fall off the bandwagon because I, I'm trying to cope in a certain way. So mm -hmm. can you walk us through a little bit about what are healthy coping skills? Sure. A healthy coping skill helps you to engage in positive activities that will help you get through your time of crisis or really any difficulty. Some healthy coping skills are using appropriate and healthy boundaries, 
engaging in some physical activity and good nutrition, journal writing, getting appropriate rest, you know, having some prayer time, maybe finding a prayer partner, talking mm -hmm. with the spiritual confidant, maybe reading a spiritual book, watching an uplifting movie, listening to uplifting music. That's one thing I love to do on my own. I love singing songs to God. And, you know, lastly, maybe joining a support group. Really good, you know, the good healthy coping skills you can use. I appreciate that. And I definitely like to how you added good nutrition and physical activity. And we talked about that too in one of our previous podcasts about being well balanced. And that's one of the areas of being balanced in as well. And uh, I want to ask you this question because this is important. Now, as we've been talking through these things, of course, you know, there's work involved. Mm -hmm. So how do we stay on our path? Because, I mean, stuff's going to happen. Yes. Stuff definitely will happen. And so the first thing, and this is a great question, just plan on stuff happening. So sometimes we we wire our brains to think it's going to be perfect when it's not going to be. And so just, you know, being aware in ourselves that we're going to make mistakes and that's okay. Um, basically allow yourself time to heal process and adjust your expectations if your growth goals are too high and experience all small victories and in, and rejoice in every small step taken small is good and small does become big <laughs> <laughs> that's right yeah so i appreciate that well is there anything else that you like to leave our listeners with today Yes, I would. Um, and we talked about it a little bit in the last question. But um, if, you know, you're moving along with your goals and something happens and you happen to relapse into bad behavior. Um, so the first thing you should do is try and figure out what triggered it. And so once you're aware of your triggers, this is very important. This is something um, triggers are real important to know, to know yourself, to be self-aware. Um, do your best to avoid or eliminate them before they become a problem. Forgive yourself, ask for God's forgiveness, have a conversation with somebody if you need to, and lastly, don't give up on your goals. Amen. And with that, I, I think that's a powerful way just to end our time today. Just don't give up. It, it is challenging to change things that has occurred over a long period of time and a healing journey is a journey one step mm -hmm. at a time one goal at a time one victory at a time and as you take that journey don't give up yes and henrietta i thank you for your time these past couple of days allowing us just to hammer you with these questions um you definitely inspired me and it opened my eyes to little things that I can be doing to keep me on that right path. So thank you so much. Oh, you're very welcome. It has been just as enlightening for myself. <laughs> All right. And for people who are listening, you can get more bio information about Henrietta, where she's at. If you want to try to enlist her as a counselor, she's open to that. Um, go back to our website, ahealingpeace.com. Uh, to find out more about her and to get a little bit more details of the things that we shared today and the other day as well. And it'll be there for you guys to read. Uh, see you next time.